Welcome to the Startup East podcast. I'm Holly Chisholm, Program Coordinator with InnovaCorp. And today I'm speaking with Nisha Saversworn, co-founder and CEO of KrakenSense. In this episode, we're going to dig into choosing entrepreneurship as a new career, the benefit of accelerators and building community, and making use of resources in Nova Scotia to grow faster and stronger. Let's hear Nisha Saversworn's startup story. This podcast is brought to you by InnovaCore. From incubation to acceleration and beyond, we find, fund, foster innovation that strives to change the face of business in Nova Scotia. Great things are happening on the East Coast of Canada. You're listening to Startup East, the podcast. I'm your host, Holly Chisholm, and today I'm speaking to Nisha with Kraken Sense. Welcome, Nisha. Thank you so much for having me, Holly. It's great to be here. Yeah, so I think we'll kick things off. Do you want to start with telling me a little bit about yourself and what your role is with the company? So my name is Nisha Saviswaran. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Krakensense, and we're focused on real-time pathogen testing. Very cool. So what made you want to start your company? So we were actually doing air quality monitoring before, and we were doing a lot of international travels with trade missions to China and India. And we really noticed the impact of safe water in terms of their wastewater monitoring and their food quality and uh, just looking at food safety. And that got me thinking a lot about the different technologies available for, you know, putting uh, advanced rockets. But when it comes to agriculture, the development has been it's very costly. And so we wanted to develop a system that makes it uh, very easy to do food safety analysis. And that's how it got started. Very cool. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you guys actually do at Krakensense? Yes. So what we have developed is a novel bioink, which is um, a mixture made with uh, carbon nanotubes and magnetic beads and antibodies. And this bioink is printed on a circuit board. And when you have a contaminated droplet of water hitting it, we get an electrical signal. And this signal tells us what kind of bacteria is present in the water and how much of the bacteria is present. So we've developed a whole water quality monitoring platform based around this technology. So instead of waiting three days for us to get results from lab-based, culture-based growth, we're able to get it instantaneously in under a couple of minutes, actually. That's incredible. So it would be very disruptive to the industry, I bet. Yeah, I think this would help the industry because what happens is the current testing methods that Food Safety Canada and all are using is culture-based testing, which is, I don't know if you've done in grade 11 biology where you swab something and then you put it on a little agar plate and it grows and then you count the bacteria growth after a couple of days. So this method that we've been using is based on, you know, technology from the very beginning when we developed penicillin. And so it's um, tried and tested and true, but it takes a couple of days for it to be viable. So when we're doing just-in-time food processing, when the fish is getting processed and the lettuce and everything else, we have, um, you know, you grow it, you pack it, and you ship it out like really fast. In a couple of hours, the food arrives at the processing plant and is shipped out in containers. They don't have time to wait for the results of the lab to come back. And then when it does come back, it's very hard to know where the food went and if it's only a small contamination or a big contamination. So we have all these recalls all the time now. 
And it's not because the industry is trying to be negligent at all. They're actually working really hard to be very clean, but it's the technology that's available to them is lacking. And that's where we come in. Wow, that's so cool. So can you tell me a bit about yourself and sort of what your career path has been like up until this point in starting the company? Uh, I would say my career path has all been all over the place. I'm actually an aerospace engineer. I spent the first couple of years doing flight simulation, looking at aircrafts that the federal government fighter jets and looking at helping develop simulators that model them. And then I actually moved into nuclear safety, doing um, the, working for the Atomic uh, Energy of Canada, looking at nuclear reactors and the safety protocols behind there. So it's always been programming and uh, software in the background, but it's it's been very heavy industry. And uh, after I had my kids, I decided I wanted to be an inventor, really. That's, I would say, how I would classify myself. <laughs> and I, uh, I wanted to pursue uh, running a, a company, and that's how this all came about. I love that. I don't know if there's many entrepreneurs I've spoken to that have been like, once I had kids and um, had all that work to deal with, I decided to start my own company. So I love that. <laughs> I, I, well, oh, I have three kids and I, I assume my the Kraken sense is my fourth child, actually. And uh, it's interesting to see it grow and become its own person <laughs> or company. That's awesome. I love that. So with Kraken Sense, how did you sort of know that you had hit on the right solution? Well, so we were working with um, some research partners in different universities, and it's that's been a long process. And uh, we know we were initially actually focused on water quality monitoring, where it came from, looking at wastewater and looking at agricultural water. But we, the more we sp- spoke to people in the industry, we realized the pain point is much greater in the food processing. And that's where we figured out that we had product market interest and fit. And so it was a lot of customer discussions to get us there. And I know that you've kind of participated in some accelerators and you're working with the Vashern Center right now um, and sort of looking to launch your pilot program. So do you want to let us in a little bit on what that journey has been like? The journey has been a little bit, it's been long, I have to say, that we first... uh, went and uh, been working in a lab and developing uh, the protocols with their academic partner. And then we've been working with IndieBio Accelerator in uh, California, and they've helped us raise some funds, and they've helped us figure out our model much better and really understand our market. We've actually been really supported and uh, pleasantly um, supported by the Vashurn Center. Vashurn Center has an incredible model where the actual companies own the intellectual property, and they have a suite of uh, solutions for biotech entrepreneurs. So they have all these lab spaces with fantastic equipment, and then the ability to actually do it in a biosafety lab one and two, which means people in a you know, full hazmat suit can be testing things is what we need. So we've been really lucky to be working with them. And we've also been really supported by InnovaCorp. They've actually helped us with our Nova Scotian uh, and Atlantic Canada's uh, uh, introductions, and they've really been very supportive. And it's funny that we had to go to California to actually learn about InnovaCorp and all the work that they've done. But <laughs> that's how it came about, to be honest. I always think it's so interesting, I think, when people say like the seven degrees of separation, because there's more stories like that than you'd think. It's like, who would think I would, you know, meet this venture capital firm in California? But 
that's how those things happen. Yeah, we were uh, we were with uh, IndieBio with Sumit Varna from Riazin, and he was telling us about all this uh, love that he was getting from Nova Scotia, and I was like, what's happening here? I need lab access. And so that's how we, uh, <laughs> we were very, very persistent in getting um, introductions to InnovaCorp and to Paul Richards and everybody. And so that's been wonderful. You're listening to Startup East, a podcast highlighting Nova Scotia's startup community, brought to you by InnovaCore. Our target sectors include information technology, clean technology, life sciences, and ocean technology. We're especially interested in deep technology opportunities, which we define as technology based on a scientific discovery or new engineering innovation. We find, fund, foster innovation that strives to change the world, and we love a good startup story. This series features entrepreneurs building technology companies in Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening in. Yeah, we're so glad that you sought us out. <laughs> well, if you have a facility that, you know, you could actually own the IP, that's the magic. That's the, That will bring everybody on board. Episode. Yeah, exactly. So sort of how has that transition been to sort of building your company in Atlanta, Canada, and sort of what's it been like to assemble your team? So we've been working very closely with Beth Mason and her rest of her team, um, Anne O'Neill and the and the Vishern Center staff. And we've been really fortunate and be able to, uh, for them to help us with hiring. And so we were hiring two postdoctoral fellows that were going to be doing advanced research in terms of our center development. And so we're actually bringing on, we're planning to bring on five total, five people total in Nova Scotia. Wow. And that's going to be really key in our development because uh, the sensors will be able to progress much quicker looking at different pathogens. We don't only do E. coli, bringing on salmonella, bringing on listeria and all the others, and it'll really help us uh, rapidly expand. Sounds like you're growing really quickly. We're trying. We're trying to figure out one step forward but you know sometimes with covid and you know all these shutdowns the restrictions can be a little bit hard but we're working really hard to push forward has covid had a huge impact on the growth of your company in the last year or? um honestly it has because we require our testing to be done in a a certified biosafety laboratory but because of covid it was very hard to get lab space because everything was designated for covid research and everything, other research was shut down a little bit. And so that really delayed bringing on new pathogens to our sensors. Um, but I think we figured out a solution with the Vishoran Center now. So we're able to go grow much more faster. So where do you see your company in five years? Oh, that's a pretty hard question for a startup. We can't figure out five days in advance. But the hope is, um, and the plan is that we'll be having a large presence in Atlantic Canada and really focusing on food processing market and working with equipment suppliers that are already in the region to distribute the product worldwide. And uh, we hope to have a a sizable team um, making scientific differences. Sounds incredible. So I don't know if there's anything else that you want to touch on, Nisha. You had mentioned earlier about your pilot program. I don't know if there's anything else with that you want to highlight or... So we've actually been very fortunate in order to be working with some of the 
local Atlantic Canada companies. We're working with Noggin's Corner right now to do our first pilot, and it's installed in their Apple processing system, and it's uh, looking really wonderful. And we're understanding what the data sets it's showing us and how it's calibrating, and it was a really good learning experience, so we're really fortunate for that opportunity. And we're also working with other um, processors in Atlantic Canada to really see how we can look at food traceability and how we can benefit the whole industry. So we've been very lucky that people have been so friendly and uh, willing to really open up their facility and work with us. And we've been having wonderful support with Ingenuity, um, which is a consulting firm out of uh, Halifax that we've uh, had close ties with. They've been wonderful in their support system. So we're very excited about this opportunity and working with the people in the region. Oh, that's so exciting. So if you had to give a piece of advice to someone who's thinking about jumping into entrepreneurship or sort of has that idea they've been sitting on but hasn't taken the leap yet, what piece of advice would you give them? Uh, So I think with entrepreneurship, you don't know what's the next steps, but to, to really focus on talking to some people who've already been out there, like um we as a country have a lot of uh, uh, regional managers and support systems available, like working with somebody like Bob Pelly in Cape Breton, for instance, has made a drastic impact for our business because he's been able to connect us to other companies that he understands who are already working in this field versus us just digging by ourselves. So my only advice would be to really network as much as possible and talk to different associations and industries who are um, in supporting of entrepreneurs, and they'll be able to guide you much faster than spending six months trying to spin your wheel. I think that's great advice. And we see that so much in the community here, especially in Cape Breton. It's sort of very close-knit and people love to make time to chat with entrepreneurs or future entrepreneurs. So I think that's great advice. Sometimes people are afraid to get out there, but that's how you get started. Yeah. And I think everybody wants people to be successful. To be honest, we're all trying to bring up the boat. So talking about it and like flushing the idea out over and over again, doesn't harm anything. It just adds to it, right? So being open with it and seeing that where you are currently, but that's not where you're going to be in a couple of months down the road, right? You're going to improve. And so that's the attitude you need to have. But it's hard because nobody likes to be a failure in any sense, right? No, and I think it's hard to put your idea out there too, right? That's something I encounter a lot is people are nervous to put their idea out there initially. It's uh, it's because it becomes part of your identity and it's it's very difficult to separate your identity and your personal brand versus your startup. And so I think um, there's a lot of fear around that. Um, but you just got to do it, right? Yeah. No, that's such a great point. Is there anything else that you'd like to add, Nisha, about Kraken Sense or what you guys are working on or what you're thinking about? Yeah, we're actually building out a whole water quality monitoring suite looking at uh, ethylene gas and looking at freshness and looking at um, like contaminations in it. So we're not only focusing on one particular information, but looking at how that can help reduce food waste long term. And if we can actually look at management of the data so that it's actually beneficial to the environment and our carbon footprint, as well as bringing down the cost. That's the most important thing, right? Bring down the cost of food production. Yeah, that's a huge factor for sure. Thank you so much for having me on this wonderful podcast. And I appreciate 
uh, being involved. Yeah. Thanks for joining us and telling your story. Thanks for listening to Startup East. If you're interested to know more about InnovaCorp, check us out at novacorp.ca. InnovaCorp works with high potential Nova Scotia startups. Discover more about how InnovaCorp can be a partner in your venture at innovacorp.ca. Together, we can change the face of business in Nova Scotia.